Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. We are kind of enjoying that summer break, but we've kind of got a two-parter. That's not really a two-parter. We have a single episode that has two parts to it, but it's not a two-parter. Well, it's more We're just an announcement. With... We've got our review and we've got our announcements, but the announcements are some fun stuff that we got to we have to dissect a little bit. You know, we have to talk about Yeah, it. so we're mm. going to talk about the Ahsoka trailer because, you know, of course. And then we, uh, Tom is going to depart us for a little bit. And William and I yeah. will talk about Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the uh, Star Wars game that came out in like April. But, you know, it takes us a while to complete games and stuff like that. And uh, looking forward to it. And I wish I was a gamer, guys, to join you, but I'm just not. I'd, I'd love to get into it. I was reading the book, but... I think you guys would probably be more fun listening to Stephen and William talk about the game than a guy who's just not really played it. So oh. but I'm here for the Ahsoka trailer. Yes, we are excited to have you here. We don't want to spoil the game for you, so don't don't worry, Tom. No, yeah. no. Uh, no, I'll get to it one day. You will, you will. But yes, in the meantime, we have a new trailer for Ahsoka. Ahsoka is just, what, three weeks away at this point? Less? Two and a half? Two and a half closer. weeks? Two... Too far, but very, very close still. Yes, and oh my god, it'll gosh. be here before we know it. This trailer is so cool. This one's now a couple weeks old, you know, because we we were waiting for the right time. We were hoping to record actually sooner. We were waiting for the right time to review uh, Jedi Survivor. As as Steven said, we've been enjoying the summer a bit, and uh, but man, this this trailer. There's been actually a couple small teaser trailers since then, as well. But what were your what were your thoughts talk talk to me you guys tell me what you thought so far of this trailer we get some more of the more uh more sequences from the show and boy does it look so cool i, mm-hmm. I think overwhelmingly the thing that stands out to me is it really just feels like rebels yeah. like yes you know i i i hadn't looked super closely into a lot of the discussions that were going on um which is fine uh, but like, you know, rewatching the trailer ahead of this, I, the thing that said, I was like, oh, like Hera feels like she's playing a much bigger role. Like there are multiple scenes with her. Same with Sabine um, seems to be like a, a critical part of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really cool. I, like I was not expecting it to genuinely be like most of the Rebels cast oh. as part of the the main plot. Mm-hmm. Awesome. In, in many ways, it feels yeah. like Rebels season five and so much more. You know, yeah. it's it's great. Oh, it looks so good, Tom. And and so far, the best thing I like about these trailers, you're only getting the hint of Thrawn. You're not really seeing him or hearing him, which right. I think is probably building up the best thing about the show, because he seems like he's going to be very integral into the show. Hopefully he'll come in in like maybe the second or third episode. But I just don't want him there like right away. You've yeah. got to build to this character. And I think they're doing perfect for him i i agree i agree it's and it's just so cool to see lothal like we see the the same shot as the end of rebels right with with yep. s- both the, mm-hmm. the the mural as well as sabine standing in the tower looking over lothal as yeah it, it, it as ahsoka flies away it looks it, it's rebels but in live action it looks so so cool yeah. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know what else to say it, it is it's so exciting to me 
I so we should talk. I want to talk about the E wing because just the fact that we're getting E wing is awesome. But the shot of um, Sabine kind of on the speeder down the like the long the fall highway yep. kind of yep. cracks me up. Because on the one hand, like you know, rebels, especially that like the long highway type thing, I always felt like was a result of like you know animation being expensive and they don't want to build out a ton of stuff. Um, so well, it's really funny to see one, like, right? the That's long where we first saw the, highway, that highway in high quality. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's. Uh, but yeah, just awesome. Yeah. So exciting. And it looks like we see the interior of the ghost, you know, uh, certainly looks like it. Um, yeah, the yeah. mural seeing, like, it looks like a world between worlds like thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Huyang. It's oh, great. It will I'm be so interesting. Sorry, go ahead, Stephen. No, go ahead. Finish. I was finish gonna, I'm just super interested to see what all we go with. I, the other thing I really appreciated is like we're getting some hints of some of the tensions between, you know, Sabine and Ahsoka and Hera um, and mm-hmm. Ezra potentially. And it's just like uh, some of those same types of themes I think we saw in Rebels, but just hopefully elevated in terms of I don't know, maturity and dialogue strength, if that makes sense. Like going from animation mm-hmm. to live action. Um, yeah. That also gives me a lot of hope. Yeah. I, I yeah, and what and what I'm fascinated about is, is this really going to be part of the war world between worlds? That's what I'm. I don't know if I'm hoping that's the case, or I'm I'm kind of like on the fence with that. I, I want to see how all that plays out. I will hope they don't, if only because multiverse stuff is very popular right now with broader mm-hmm. Marvel DC media, and I don't think has mm-hmm. been particularly successful. Um, well, and. But yeah, and I we'll see. I agree with that. I just don't see a multiversal thing within the Star Wars universe. Comic books are easier, but Star Wars has always been as fans. We've always known that when the original trilogies ended, those books were all linear. A whole multiverse thing building off of that. I'm. I am hesitant to see it even attempted uh, to try and pull yeah, that. I, I don't yeah, think I, that's where they're going. I, I hope not. Yeah, I yeah, hope I not either. I, I don't think so either, to be clear. Uh, but yeah, definitely like all to say, I think it's important that, you know, we didn't get the world between worlds in season one of Rebels. We didn't get Mortis mm-hmm. in season one of Clone Wars. Those are things mm-hmm. that I think require a little more setup and um, I'm going to say trust for for lack of a better word. Uh, and so I, I hope they don't go that route. I did the one shot we see with, uh, I think it's Balin, the mm-hmm. kind of maybe Sith. I guess we don't really know what he is yet, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited. That's the important part. It looks good. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. And of course, I, lo- I love how he says, you know, we're no, we're not Jedi. We're no Jedi in the trailer, alluding to, of course, Ahsoka saying, I'm no Jedi when she, you know, after she left the the Jedi Order, which, which was, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, and they're also... There, it sounds like you know ah- Ahsoka is going to be training Sabine uh, potentially. I don't know if as as a Jedi or not, right? It's not entirely clear, but she'll be training Sabine as they go search for Ezra. We see a live action shot of Ezra. We see Sabine cut her hair again. You know, she's of course always changing up hairstyles. It's just it feels like Rebels. Yep, mm-hmm. it makes 100%. me very happy. Definitely. Oh, it's I- so cool. I think it would be interesting if we see a Zeb in this, because we did see him in Mandalorian. Will we see him at least like, let's say one or two shots or or one or two things. I'm coming back to the they ghost for, to. for anything. 
They have to. Like we're we're seeing we're gonna see we're we're seeing Ezra, we're seeing Hera, we're seeing Chopper, right. Sabine, of course, Ahsoka. Zeb's inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. Or am I crazy? Well, I, most likely, crazy, I would say. A crazy thing with this, with this, do you think they'd pull a flashback and maybe throw in Kanan? Uh, Potentially, or a Force I Ghost. I also <laughs> wouldn't put that uh, put that out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm just excited. We Two and a half weeks until we get mm-hmm. the double episode uh the two episode premiere of ahsoka followed by the the remaining six episodes over six weeks and of course we'll be there with you guys giving you our 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 thoughts every week as new episodes drop so i august 23rd and if you haven't seen the trailer go watch it please it's great Mm -hmm. in uh let's see another brief jedi uh jedi news jedi star wars jedi adventures sorry star wars young jedi adventures uh, the series uh, set during the High Republic that premiered on uh, uh, May the 4th has returned uh, just a couple days ago with with seven, uh, with, with a whole batch of new episodes, I think 10 new episodes. So now they're up to seven. Well, sorry, it's a little weird how they count it. Uh, each episode has two parts in it. So there's there's 25 total episodes, but I think it's actually more like 50 shorts, I believe. Um, so we've got some more Jedi adventures out now with, uh, apparently more shorts to come later this fall is when more episodes drop. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a fun show set during the higher public. We of course did our, our review earlier, uh, this year of the first few episodes. So if you're curious, go check that out for our thoughts. Anything else? I think those are the big those are the big updates. Anything else? I think that's top it. Of mind for you guys. Oh, if you want to throw in what was released by Haslab from Comic Con, that big old ghost that's bigger than the Millennium Falcon they built they they built a while back, that was fully funded. That was that's so cool. Oh my gosh, that yeah. Go seeing the ghost is just ah, it it looks it looks so cool. It yeah, looks so that's cool. that's that's not on my Wait, my playlist. What's what happening? It's them. Oh no, it's the Empire. <laughs> Tom, no, run it, run! No, 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 no! Don't take me! Don't, don't! Oh, Tom, no, no! Darn it! They 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 took Tom. Not what again. What are we gonna do? How does this keep happening, William? Oh my gosh, I don't know, but I I guess we have to. <sighs> Sorry, Tom. We're going to have to continue without you. It's been nice knowing you. Hopefully you can rejoin for Ahsoka. So with a heavy heart, we now turn to Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Steven, you want to intro the game? Oh, wait, you mean me? I get to do I get to do the rundown? I mean, Tom's dead, so or captured by the Empire. We really don't know. Uh, it's hard to, hard to say which, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I would love to do the rundown. So we are talking about Star Wars Jedi Survivor. It is the sequel to the previous game, Star Wars Fallen Order. Uh, I think that was the full title, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was developed by Respawn Entertainment, and Jedi Survivor released on April 28th, 2023. Uh, The synopsis, no longer Padawan, Cal has matured and grown into a powerful Jedi Knight. As the memories and expectations of the Jedi Order weigh on him, his crusade against the Empire has only become more perilous. It's time for Cal to decide how far he's willing to go to save those closest to him. 
Yes. And yeah, just so the first follower was uh, kind of a souls born is the kind of industry term, like this kind of fear, precise combats, you know, mm-hmm. uh, style of game. And Jedi Survivor kind of picks up. It's a, a little bit less so, but is a uh, big open world following Cal, like a mm-hmm. um, bunch of great story and cutscenes, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, How did you feel about it overall, William? I, I really enjoyed it. I think the the from a gameplay standpoint, personally, I enjoy this one a lot more. I think it's also a lot more accessible to a wider variety of players. They they made some really good quality of life changes to Jedi Survivor that it just makes it easier and more fun to play, a little less punishing at times. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, and the story is 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 really good. I, I think the first game is probably has a better story overall with, you know, Order 66, and it's like an origin story for Cal. But um, they're, they're both fantastic, and I'm, I'm excited to, to dive in. Overall, yeah, I, I, I absolutely love the game. I'll just say, I think I did enjoy the first one more. It's a little bit more linear and crafted, um, but I tend to not be as big a fan of, like, the big open world where mm-hmm. there's just so much stuff to do, and I am famously incapable of not, like, m- checking off every checkbox on oh, the map yes. that shows up, of which... <laughs> There are many in Jedi Survivor. I did every single thing. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to wait for this review just a little bit. Because we want to get everyone a ta- chance to, to play through it if you're going to play through it. Uh, before we dive in full spoilers. And some of these games can take a long, long time to to complete. And so, yeah, we we didn't want to do it too soon. And uh, Well, admittedly, the other thing is I had uh so obviously the game has like a bounty hunting uh side story i don't know like side set of missions and mine glitched and i had to wait for a patch to show up before i could finish that storyline which i'm glad i did because it boba fett shows up which was awesome yes oh yeah (laughs) i'll have to that actually got spoiled for me by the credits of all things because i i beat the main story before going and finishing the bounty huts oh and i saw tamara morrison listed and i was like wait tamara He's, he was never in the game as, as Boba Fett. And then, I went, oh, I'll bet he's the final boss. And sure enough, uh, he was. But that was that was cool to see. It There's so much to do in this game. I think looking at my playtime in the game, I logged about two days, 18 hours, and 31 minutes of of game time. Ooh, I'll, I'll have to look up what mine is. I, mine is probably pretty similar. Yeah, it's it, it, it's such a... It's a great game, but it is it is a, a, a meaty game. It's hefty. Oh, yeah. There's a um, lot, uh, a lot to it. Actually, here, let's, uh, I think you did, yeah, you did one day, 22 hours. So you, you, you beat perfect. me. Perfect. I was trying to look it up, but I was like, there I'm, you go. <laughs> I, you, thank you. You yes. beat me. You you were faster. Um, some of that also includes load, you know, like time spent in the menus if you sure. walk away. So it's not 100% accurate, but I try not to do that very often. So, you know. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, there's, it, a, there's a lot. There's so much to do. Oh, so I want to talk about the story a little bit to start with, if that seems like a yeah, reasonable place to start. I agree. Um, so the first thing I think I would say is I think this might be my favorite High Republic content that has been released. Yes. Is that a is that a weird thing to say? No, I, I agree. And it, it was unexpected that we would get High Republic in a game set post, you know, during the dark times post Order 66. And yet there's a shocking amount of High Republic uh, stuff in here yeah. And, and yeah it's probably the best use it's it's really good i, lo- I really enjoyed I mean, it the crux of the plot is cal uh discovers a droid uh z who is an ancient high republic droid 
Um, and he kind of follows uh, Z's guidance, or I don't think it's not the right word, but like he uncovers a, uh, what's the name of the planet? Um, Tantalor. Mm -hmm. um, like a safe house planet the Jedi were trying to build up kind of in the High Republic era. And he's following Santari Kree. His main uh, opponent is a guy named Dagangara, who is a one-armed Jedi from the High Republic era, who's maybe not a Jedi anymore. Um, and like the first little... Uh, first couple hours of the game of true story content where we discover Tantalor, that Tantalor exists. We meet Dagangara and have, he goes evil very quickly. I mean, I think it was evil before technically, but you know, it's a different issue. Um, there was just a bunch of really cool stuff that I was really excited for. I was a little disappointed that like Tantalor ended up being like a single temple that didn't have anything to it. Like I wanted to get more into mm. the high Republic through this lens. Um, but it yeah. was, I don't know. I I and I had really high hopes for it. I still enjoyed it. It didn't quite deliver on what I think I was looking for out of a High Republic type tie-in. Not that's, that it's a High Republic game because most of the game is obviously set during, you know, right. after Order sixty six. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, that's fair. And I, I I it was. I think it's a nice way for people to build more of a um to get to know the higher public better. So it's a good entry point. So if you, then if you want to go read the books or whatever, all the characters yep. are brand new. None of them show up in, uh, in the higher public books or, or comics, at least as of, you know, the game's release that I'm aware of. Um, yeah. maybe, I, maybe I there was a the comic that, that I missed, but, uh, sorry. What's Steven? I was going I think the moment that really sold me on the concept and then I didn't feel like it delivered is there's a, we see a flashback to, Dagangara has discovered Tantalor. It's kind of hidden behind a nebula. Um, his friend Centauri Kree, they're, you know, on Tantalor. They're talking about the, all the greatness that will come of it. And then you see, I oh, I don't even remember the name. What are the name of the the bad guys in High Republic? I should know this. <laughs> oh, so the like, Nile. The pirate. The Ni yeah, the Nile. And you see what I assume is a Nile fleet, like, show up above the planet. And Dagangara's like, we must defend Tantalor. And then, like, the, the vision ends. And we never really go back to that moment. Yeah. And I really wish we did because it seemed like such a, a cool idea. Yeah. And I like how, you know, the higher public is told through flashbacks initially and, and actually throughout much of the of the story. Um, but this character, right, Dagan Guerra, who is initially, you know, he's 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 from the higher public era. Right. Yeah. He's he's friends with this other Jedi, Centauri Kree, and he, he for various reasons believes that you know, he, he wants to, he wants to help the Jedi and in the process kind of ends up turning to the dark side, you know, like um, that as it, as like it does. Do. Uh, and it, he basically ends up in a back to tank, uh, or some sort of like stasis chamber so that he can then be brought into the present and be the presumably the main, um, uh, uh antagonist of the game. Okay. And so it, it's, it's really, it's, it's, I like how it's done that way where you get the flashbacks that can tell more of the story, but this character who was in the past is now brought forward into the present. And, uh, and so you're not just, you know, you're not just relying on flashbacks the entire yeah. time. It's a good mix. And then throughout, you know, Cal is trying to discover Tantalor. He thinks it could be, you know, uh, an advantage to, you know, not the Jedi order because the Jedi are gone, but, uh, the, either the fight against the Empire, a place to train, mm -hmm. build up an army. It could be you know, a refuge. Yep. Um, and that brings us to Seer, who is on Jeddah and is part of the Hidden Path, which we see in Kenobi, which was another tie-in I was not at all expecting. 
I love that. I, there, there is so much Kenobi, so many Kenobi tie-ins in this this game. And in fact, in some ways, the overall plot kind of mirrors Kenobi. Uh, different, but but, Interesting. but very yeah. similar. Um, yeah, seeing Seer and shockingly Eno Cordova, who we only got in <laughs> hologram form uh, in the previous game, he's actually alive and working with Seer, which was a big surprise. Oh. I will say, so first of all, I love Eno Cordova, if yeah. only because uh, the actor who plays him also played uh, Master Braytac in Stargate, which is another like series that I love and adore. Um, but it was so weird to me because the first game follows Cal, you know, he finds Eno Cordova's droid who has been waiting. He finds um, uh-huh. Eno Cordova's holoc- uh, holocrons, which are like leading him to a uh, uh, like a repository of all the Jedi students that are out in the galaxy that could be you know, potentially trained and the first game ends with Cal destroying it. You know, he will leave their fate to the force instead of risking bringing them into the conflict and having the Jedi or the empire find them. But it all felt very much like, you know, Cordova was like decades, 20, 30 years dead, like predates the Clone Wars. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And having him just show up and be like, Hey, how's it going? I am, you know, Cordova is just like, apparently he was was off in the outer rim doing his thing. And he's back. Uh, he survived order 66. He's back and he's now helping Seer. And so, yeah, I had the same thought, Steven. I was like, wait, but he's dead. He's been dead for a long time, right? No, I guess apparently not. not. <laughs> it's just his messages from like last week that you know, <laughs> you're following. Uh, but yeah, I like you. I, I really enjoy the character. And so it, it's cool to see him back. And the fact that they're both working, not even working effectively leading the hidden path. Right. And, and setting up this, um, this, you know, underground railroad of sorts for the Jedi that we see in Kenobi is so cool. And, and series trying to build up the Jedi archives. I, I love that aspect of Kenobi. And so seeing that resurface in this game was great. Yeah. It was the moment where you realize like this game is tied together, the high Republic, uh, the hidden path in Kenobi. Um, obviously, there's a fair amount of like the re- beginnings of the rebellion with like Andor and stuff like that. With uh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't think of his name. Oh, on Jedi, who is oh, Sagarera? Uh, you mean Sagarera gets? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. thank you. Sorry, sorry. Sagarera gets mentioned a couple of times. Yep. Like that's who Cal is kind of working for at the beginning of the game. Um, it really does just fuse together a bunch of different eras and stories and bring them together in a really uh, clever and successful way. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting also to just how the story starts out, right? In the first game, you have Order 66 and Cal has to survive and he's on the run. In this game, you know, he builds up a crew um, and they all travel together. In this one, everyone's kind of split up and something, you know, we don't really know at the start, but something happened. They're all the kind of the band broke up. They're doing their own thing now. Um, and it's, it's kind of a slow burn at first, right? There's some great, a great sequence on Coruscant where, uh, you meet, uh, Bode Akunda, his, his good friend, Cal's good friend now. And, um, some that's, that's really, I just seen Coruscant during this time period was, was awesome as well. Yeah. And, and so, you know, the beginning and you find out he's working for Saw Gerrera, which was a surprise, but after that, it's a little bit of a slow burn where you're not really sure where the story is going necessarily yet until you start to get more of those higher public flashbacks and he starts to 
bring the band back together. And that's really what the game is about. Bring everyone back and try and see if there's a safe refuge for, uh, for the, the remaining Jedi, basically. Yeah. It's a really neat setup. And I, and this is a place where, cause I have the same thing. Like the course, my mission goes really well. He, you know, kind of crash lands on Kobo, which is one of the big planets. Um, and then, the story ground to a halt. The game, I'm yeah. still enjoying at this point, but I, it's just like, oh, I'm on a massive planet. Time to start exploring literally everything I can find. Yep. And and, um, and they put you on the big hub planet, Kobo. Um, it's massive. There's so much to do there. And I think even like you could every spend guide forever. you read, like they yeah. tell you don't spend a bunch of time doing stuff there. I can't resist. That's just, that is <laughs> I, my, I did a lot too. Like yeah. <laughs> I need to uncover every corner of the map, do as many quests as I can. And it's one of those places where I'm sure I like both of us could have saved like five to 10 hours by just coming back and doing a lot of that stuff right. later. Cause you end up uh, backtracking. Quite I did. A bit. I did read some of the advice and so I'm like, I'm not going to fight the rancor or doing that kind of stuff on Kobo. I'm going to come back. And it was much, much easier. I, but, I did fight the rancor. Oh, you did uh, <laughs> underpowered. <laughs> uh, yeah. That one I was able to do successfully. Uh, the off, what is it? The oh offspring yeah. Of, I fell into that pit and I was like, Nope, I'm coming back later. I, <laughs> I spent a night fighting that boss battle, trying to do it uh, at the very beginning of the game. And now I, I do not recommend doing that because I gave up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then came back and destroyed it and felt much better for, about myself. But, yes. you know. Yes. Um, but yeah, so obviously, like one of the other main characters throughout this adventure is uh, Bo Dakuna. So he shows up on Coruscant. He is helping out Cal. He's kind of a newbie, but seems to have been around for a while. Um. And you work with him throughout the game. You know, sometimes he shows up and partners with you directly. Often he's just kind of working in the background. And the the big twist of the game, and spoilers, I guess, in case. <laughs> I hope you're not far. listening to this if you're if you're worried about spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. To play the game. Uh, but it turns out Bode A is a former Jedi um, that did not get turned into an Inquisitor or killed. Surprise. And B's Sorry. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Because he's using a blaster. Uh, and the B whole time. is working for Imperial Intelligence um, and is trying to protect his daughter, who is, you know, obviously um, I, at, constantly in danger. I should have seen this coming. I should have. Right. There, there were hints, but I did not see this coming. And I love it. It was a great twist. I, I loved it. I think I you know we were talking previously. I think you saw it coming, right, Stephen? Nope. I did not see really? it coming. Oh, I thought you said you did. Okay. <laughs> no, I very, I wish I did. I would have. Felt very smart if I had. In hindsight, like, uh, oh, I nope. should I should have known. But no, it, it 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 floored me. I was like, wait, what? You know, when he kills, uh, you know, Cordova, which also is heartbreaking. Yep. Uh, oh. It, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. It's, and I really, again, appreciated, especially their final battle on Tantalor, um, where, and this is the the so the same. I don't know if it was the same for you. The reason I should have known is Dagangara feels like the big bad mm-hmm. but he doesn't he's he doesn't quite have the weight of it yeah. um the game doesn't spends a lot of time on him but not enough to make him feel like he is this kind of thin be all and end all threat cal's yeah. not fully focused on him he's just kind of like working they're working towards the same goal in the background i should have known that there was there was more to come mm-hmm. and i didn't um but i love their final battle on tantalor and it really showcases you know Bode is like he didn't have the same advantages that Cal did. Like Cal was able to disappear and hide. Bode was not, you know, got married, had a daughter, and then they got found out. And he was, you know, stuck for all intents and purposes working for the Empire in order to not get discovered. 
Yeah. And yeah, his ultimate goal is to use Tantalor as a safe place for, uh, you know, he and his daughter to settle down now that his you know wife's been killed and, uh, you kind of feel for him, but at yep. the same time, he's, he's a bad guy. <laughs> and but you can he, tell he, he is, he has made the turn, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, he, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, you I, know, it's his, it's his fault that, that Eno's dead, that, uh seer is ultimately ultimately dies we'll talk more about her in a little bit and you know the jedi archives are on on jedi are completely destroyed and it's and then even better like we we get this big reveal of bode but then the game throws another twist at us and we get the actual big bad rick the door technician (laughs) by far just that was my favorite (laughs) part of the game right Yep. You're you're right. I think he shows up randomly different times. I'm trying to remember where he showed up for me. I no, think it was it's on all, the droid. So I actually ship. read an article that talked about it. Um, oh, really? So okay. they, yeah. So they talked about, cause so you're working your way up a mountain and into Imperial base. Yep. Um, and the way this style of game works, uh, if you like, you earn experience points by killing enemies, but if you die, you lose those experience points and you have to try and collect them by get like picking them up again, but you have to refight all the same enemies, uh, and you know, so on. So there, there's a, a danger involved. And they talked about, um, you know, you're working your way up this mountain and they if they intentionally spaced out the amount of time before you get to another uh, like save point where you can guarantee and spend your points and experience and such. And so you're going a long time. There's a natural stress that the game builds of like, oh, I'm worried about losing my stuff, my experience. And then they intentionally threw Rick, the door technician, boss music shows up health bar across the top of the screen and it's a bit it, it, it loads it's like you can tell he's a tough tough boss yeah it, it, it and you have a limited like... amount of health potions many of which you've probably spent getting to this point yep. which means you're not likely to be able to last very long and it just creates this massive moment of dread of like oh no i like i I'm don't dead. have health for this <laughs> yeah i'm low i haven't saved i'm gonna lose all my progress and rick the door technician pops out and then immediately dies and it was In one just hit, he's just like boom He's gone, and it's oh yeah, it's the. I, that's what I texted you. I was like, oh my gosh, poor Rick. <laughs> yeah, and I the the thing that was really funny is because we we were not talking intensely about the game. Yeah. So you're like, did you fight Rick? And I was like, I don't I don't remember fighting a guy named Rick, but you fight a lot of bosses, so like maybe I did. <laughs> um, and I kept trying to think like, did I miss something funny? And then it popped up later. I was like, oh my god, that was really funny. <laughs> oh but, yeah, it was so good. It was so so good. Uh, yeah, he's definitely my favorite boss. There, there's some tough bosses though. The by far, the hardest boss was Vader, and rightly so. I think, and rightly so. But yeah, we talk about after as well. after Dagon takes, you know, it, it, Cal. I think he, he there's a you get faked out where he think he, Cal is dead. Um, the the because you know he tries to go and 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 rescue everyone. Uh, he presumably dies. Eno Cordova is definitely dead. Uh, and the Jedi Empire is, you know, bearing down on the uh, the Jedi archives on Jeddah. And there's no hope, right? And then all of a sudden the game throws you yeah. in control of Seer. For the first time you actually play as Seer and have to defend the Jedi archives. And you're you're almost done. You walk back into the main room and Vader shows up. And oh my gosh, it was such a hard. It took me yep. many tries uh, before I finally defeated Vader. I, I was like on the edge of my seat the whole time. I'll, I'll say, I do wish uh, 
Vader came across a little bit more fearsome. Like he's really, really hard, but you, right. like as you beat him, like his armor gets pretty banged up. Yeah. And it's again, very, very reminiscent of uh, Kenobi where like he kind of is, he doesn't, he wins, but not really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just uh, that is a great fight all around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that was, that was, there's some great, there's some great boss fights in it. I, I also like the variety of the enemies, right? You get, of course, the stormtroopers uh, now at this point, uh, but you also get battle droids because the, you there's yep. the um, the Bedlam Raiders. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, the, and they're basically uh, a, a group of bounty hunters as well as um, these these droids that have been you know old separatist droids that were claimed by the Bedlam Raiders, and so you know there's like droid control ships and. Uh, B1s and B2s and all, all that stuff. It, it, it's it's really cool just to fight. They, they did a nice job letting giving you a variety of uh, different types of enemies you can fight. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I, yeah, I totally forgot that they brought in the prequel era as well through that, which yeah. was, again, just super cool. Like, it, there are so many things they do in this uh, game to bring in different parts of the universe. And I yeah. just, it, it, Still blows my mind the amount of uh, pieces they throw in there, and, and it's it's very seamless too. It doesn't feel like like this game touches on almost every single era of Star Wars except for the sequel trilogy, obviously. Yep, and it doesn't feel like they're pulling from a billion areas eras and and you know mashing it together. So they do a really good job of that. We even yeah. get some old like I, I haven't heard a reference to the Gendai in forever, but Ravis, the the leader of the Bedlam Raiders, he thinks the main bad at first and the main bad guy he's not uh he's a gendai like um like dirge from the clone wars uh, the original uh, uh, uh clone wars <laughs> I yeah could repair himself that was and... also a really cool touch and you even get to see some of like you know you cut off his arm and it doesn't matter because yeah. he's gonna regrow it <laughs> yep the ninth sister also comes back from the previous game before you decapitate her shortly afterward um <laughs> She survived the last yeah. one. Get instantly Minor happy. details. Yeah. But no, it's, it's, it's really, it's really cool. And, you know, over time, eventually you get to see all of your friends from the first game again, you know, Grease is, he's got a, a bar, basically a little cantina on, um, uh, on Kobo that he's, he's running now. And throughout the game, you can build up this, uh, cantina and, and bring more, um, more people there as you save them across Kobo and on other planets. And it starts to, it goes from this deserted can't, you know, rundown cantina to yep. very lively and everything, all sorts of stuff going on. And then in the late, very end of the game, you slowly see it empty out, which I thought was also a nice touch, right? You see it get built up and then go yep. right back down as people start to leave. And the uh, empire is closing in on Kobo and, uh, yeah, I feel like you don't often see that type of thing in, in games. It's usually you build it up and that's it. Yeah, there. I feel like there's a lot of really good detail like that throughout the game. Just, you know, little nuances and things that uh, as the world develops, as, you you know, Cal develops. Um, just, they, yeah, they did such a good job with so much of this. Yeah. What do you think of the companion system in the game? That, I think that's, that's new to Jedi Survivor. <sighs> Yeah, so that was new for uh, Jedi Survivor. I was not the biggest fan of it. Um, and so, to, like, for context, like I mentioned, like, the kind of Soulsborne type genre at the very beginning. 
Um, that's a genre I really started playing quite a bit of in the last like two or three years, and I hadn't really played it before. And it's a, a format that re rewards like precision timing, like learning how your enemies move and the types of attacks they do, and then countering in the correct way. It's not a button masher generally. It's it's this like very precise, almost chess-like uh, experience, even though it's all kind of real time. And different versions of it have sped up or slowed down and so on. Um, I thought Joy Survivor walked back from that a little bit. It's a little bit more button spammy, um, a little bit less about this kind of precision combat. And I felt like the companion system was part and parcel of that. Like just more buttons for me to try and remember to press that I'm not good enough to remember all the time. <laughs> so like, yeah, like I, I definitely used it quite a bit. I don't know that I uh, used it to its fullest extent though. Similar to some of the force powers, like you know, being able to uh, turn an enemy to uh like fight on your side briefly i was like i did it a couple of times particularly for achievements but i then i would forget about them completely S same yeah I, I went through quite a bit of the game not even really using the companion ability and then realized i could do it and i want i was like oh no i'm gonna miss out on this achievement there's limited opportunities yep. to do it uh for you know, in game and yeah i think it's just partly a, a just due to how big the game is and how many abilities there mm -hmm. are that there just seemed like uh, it, it just, it was massive. Like you couldn't do everything. So, I don't, I don't yeah. So in the same vein, like what were, so Cal can, his lightsaber is kind of customizable. In the first game, he starts with a single blade and then kind of upgrades to a double blade. And you can swap between single blade and double blade. Yes. Um, in Jedi Survivor, you can have single blade, uh, like, what, I don't know, what's it called? Like heavy blade, like the Kylo Ren style yeah, lightsaber. Yeah, the, the cross guard. Uh, yeah, cross guard. Thank you. Dual dual wield and uh, sorry, dual wield, single lightsaber plus blaster and double bladed lightsaber. Yeah. I think is like the five different styles. What were you, and you can have two equipped at a time. What was your uh, your go to? What did my, you have equipped on my, there? My my go to was um, the two single blade. Uh, yep. just generally. Right. And then I thought that was the most versatile fast, but you know, decent, good, good balance, yep, like speed I, and power. Same thing. And so that was my primary. And then my secondary was typical. I'd switch it around a little bit, depending on like if I was going for an achievement or whatever, but certain, um, typically I found that the double bladed lightsaber was, the most powerful, at least for most of the game, because I was able to break through the defenses. There's like a spinning attack where you could jump forward and you spin your your double bladed lightsaber around in a circle, like in front of you, and it, that could break through the defenses of a lot of enemies. And so I could spam that uh, a bunch of times, and that would allow me yep. to break through the defenses of whichever boss I was fighting against. And so that was my two favorite. I would. Late in the game, I switched to occasionally use the cross guard version, which I, it's way too slow for my taste, but it is very powerful. And so that certainly was helpful at times as well. Yeah. But what about you? What did you what did you pick? So uh, I was similar ish. So I my main one that I used, like, you know, the majority of combats was actually the cross guard. OK, um, super slow. But I just was enjoying the the heaviness of sure it's attacks and like breaking through guard and you know, that kind of thing. Um, 
And then for bosses, which were like more difficult generally, I would switch to the dual wield. Um, and it. it was the same thing where it had a good balance of everything um, and really rewarded aggression and you know timing, which is where I was spending most of my time in the game anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's, I, I yeah, it sounds like we're very aligned there. Those, those seem to be the best, the two best, um, two best options for just speed and, and, and power. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. I, 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 I love the game. I also like how they, they added fast travel in finally. So it's so yep. much easier to get around. That's just a small quality of life thing, but it's so critical. Yeah. So, so I spe- the first one, especially I remember, uh, I started planning to start with the Z. I can't remember the name of it, uh, but you go Zeph- back there multiple times. Zepho? Zepho. Zepho, yes. Yeah. You go back to Zepho multiple times and you just, you, you go in circles a lot. Yes. Um, through like <laughs> the same points and it definitely got a little tiring after a while. Yeah. Um, oh, I, 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 I agree. But, you know, it, it made it so much easier just to be able to fast travel around. Um, they also added a gardening mechanic, which was fine. I didn't, aside from the achievement, I didn't really do it that much. Um, there's the hollow game. There's the bounty hunts, which was fun. And it is cool seeing Boba Fett show up at the yep. end. The the bounty hunting story I really enjoyed once it was unbugged. The gardening I really didn't care for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the hollow game I also just like I played it a little bit at first, but it felt very random and hard to kind of do well. And I just ended up looking at guides to to yeah. blow through it all because yeah. I, I wasn't really enjoying it as much as I had hoped. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but it's it's very similar to some of the. Um, like there's whole, uh, why am I blanking the name of that style? Like uh, team team fight tactics. There's a Dota version as yes. well. Um, auto battlers, I think is what they're called. Yeah, yeah um, it was it was, it was, it was I, fine. Yeah, yeah, it was unique. It it was one of those things where it's like I I don't really care for this implementation, but there is a version of this that is its own like you know phone game that I could definitely see yeah. that would be neat. But I agree, I agree. Yeah, oh, I mean, shall we? Should we get anything else before we get into our ratings? So I was trying to think. I don't. I'm not coming up with anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I guess think... there was. I, I guess one thing we didn't talk about was Marin and uh, Marin's back, and uh, she's she she accompanies you for much of Jeddah as well. Mm, yep. See, um, the two you know she and uh, and and uh, uh, Cal start to form a relationship there, and eventually you, get, you do get everyone back. You get the gang back together, and um, although they never, never like quite, you know, fully, I guess a lot of Grease would all, you know, he he would eventually start going with you on missions and stuff. It's never quite yep. the same like as the original game, but yeah, um, I, I still it was I, I enjoyed it. it. I yeah. I see Cal's relationship with Marin kind of uh, develop and just. Seeing Cal step out a little bit from the like we must rebuild the Jedi Order exactly as it was to something a little bit more yes. you know, nuanced. Yeah, I, have to say, I really enjoyed the. There were a couple sequences where you're you almost like never touch the ground, right? You're jumping through these like portals that Marin is making, and uh, like that sequence on Jedi was really fun, really cool. Yep. So some there's some really really neat fights and and, and sequences there. I I just yeah. I, I love the game. <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I love it. Yeah. They did a great job. Like no, you know, yeah. no other notes. If, if well, How would you rate it then, Steven? Oh, that's a hard question as always. I think I'd probably give it, I think I'm gonna give it an eight, eight and a half out of 10 Womp Rats. Um, 
They definitely were, you know, we didn't get to see the spirited defense of Tantalor, but there were eight and a half Womp Rats that had this really epic battle, kind of like Lord of the Rings, you know, Battle of Helm's Deep, outnumbered, outmanned by the Nihil. It's all really cool, but it just happened off screen, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I'll give it eight and a half. It was a very solid game. I, like I said, I think I enjoyed the first one a little bit more, but that's more of a, the style of games that I enjoy versus, you know, quality. The quality for this was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I... I... I agree. And, so, and your your womp rats, what would happen to your womp rats? That, that's what I'm saying. They were they were defending Tantalor. Oh, oh, gotcha. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Very very critical. It is. It is. Yeah. No. Uh, I I feel very similarly. I think purely from the story. Right. If I look purely at the story, I I would probably still pick the first game just because it's going through Order yeah. sixty six and learning about you know, your master and being on the run and bringing this group of people together is, um, it, it just, it speaks to me, my personal taste more, but as far as gameplay goes and as far as, uh, and, and the story in this one was still fantastic. And as, and the gameplay was by far superior, uh, I thought, uh, and it's a lot more accessible, probably less, a little less difficult, uh, and precise for, um, for newcomers yeah. to these types of games. And so, yeah, I, I think I, I'd probably give it nine out of ten. It's a, it's a, it, it's such a good game. I really enjoyed it. Uh, if you have a chance to play it, definitely go do it. I hope we get a, I, I yeah, well, we'll talk about that in a second. But overall, yeah, great, great game. And my nine Womp Rats, they're they're left guarding Tantalor so that no one else can uh, can find the planet and keep it. They want to keep it safe for the for the path. Yeah, seems reasonable. Do you think before we close out, do you think we'll get a do you think we'll get a sequel? They 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 seem to hint that maybe Cal will train uh Bode's daughter Kata. Kata. Yeah. Um yes, I think we probably will get a sequel. Especially as one of the like most successful Star Wars games that's come out since, you know, Disney purchased Star Wars, which has been quite a while at this point, and we've really got like what four or five games now to kind of point to Battlefront One and Battlefront Two, which were well received, but I meh. Uh, Squadrons was really cool, but is very narrow. Yeah. And then Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor, both of which were critically well received, been well like have done, just done a really good job. I have to imagine they'll continue. I would be a little like this one especially got a, a book tie novel, which I think we talked about previously. Yeah. Um, yeah, the book, the book, a time novel, it, it explained, I think the, the shroud is, it's never explicitly mentioned, but that's probably how Marin was able to go invisible later. Um, sure. the, and the, uh, the, of course they, they explain Grease's arm, which isn't his, 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 um, uh, his new hand, his new arm, which was not yeah. really called attention to that much in the game. I was actually I, expecting them to make a much bigger deal about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it was a thing, so that's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I, I bet you we'll get another one. I, I would be I would be surprised if we didn't. I, I agree. I think it's I think it's a matter of time, and you know what? That's a great thing because Respawn Entertainment has they know how to make good games and they know how to make good Star Wars games, and that's important. Yep. So yeah, it's I uh I have no complaints with them making another game. I, I, I eagerly await the next one. So. Absolutely. Well, with that, anything else before we wrap up? 
No, I mean, hopefully we can find and rescue Tom by the time of the 23rd. I mean, it would be a shame if he were to miss Ahsoka, you know? I know, I know it would, it would. Somehow, I think I think he'll be found. He might just be need a, a, a back-to-bath, but I think I think he'll be okay. Well, we'll find him. I guess we'll see. Yeah. In the meantime, thank you all for joining us. We'll be back in a couple weeks with our review of Star Wars Ahsoka. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, IonCannonCast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at IonCannonCast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.